Welcome to Control C, the podcast where friends get together to discuss, enjoy, and tear movies apart. On today's episode, we will be discussing Top Gun, directed by uh, Tony Scott. I was trying to make going to try and make a quip with a uh, flying into the danger zone, and I completely effed up. I'm so, like singing. You want to start I'm singing and journaling. The magic of editing. Because I was going to do it with you, I was, like when she said Top Gun, I was like, I wait to the danger zone. <laughs> All right. On today's, we're just gonna power through. On today's cast, we've got Chris. Fuck it. Fuck it. Uh, Ray. My name is Ray. I like movies. I like YouTube, and I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Uh, and Cece. Hi. Hi. So, hold on. I feel I need to explain, Lindsay, because you weren't part of this conversation. It's an inside joke. Our audience can be in on it and go check it out later. So, um, we're recording this on the day that the Nintendo Switch, the day after the Nintendo Switch Lite came out and Link's Awakening came out on the Switch. And I recorded an unboxing video with my oldest son, AJ. And on the very first take that we set up, he's never recorded anything like this before. The very first take of the very first session, he goes, Hi, my name is AJ. I like Fortnite and YouTube, and I don't know what I'm doing with my life. (laughs) And I stopped it, and I'm like, no, no, no. That's not how we're starting this video. So that's going to be my intro from now on. So that was one of the the cuts, and Ray saw it, and he he lost it. I'm going to send you the video. Well, <laughs> if you don't know what start. you're doing with your life, Ray, uh, yes. you could go train to be a fighter pilot like they did in Top Gun. Mm, that is true. You know, I always wanted to be a fighter pilot. Me too. Young. I, Honestly, because of this movie. I did try. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't because of this movie. It's just, but I, I did try to go to the Air Force. I was going to, and you know what kept me out? My the, Literally, the year I went to apply, my vision went bad. Like, I was no longer 2020. Too, and for some reason, you have to have 2020 vision yeah. to get into the program. Which I it do. doesn't matter. If your vision goes to crap in the program, they will pay for LASIK and all of that stuff. But if you don't have 2020 vision at the point of entry, they will not let you in. My issues or at least were, it was back then. My weight and then uh, my asthma. Oh, yeah? So I guess my asthma would have fucked me over, too. Mm-hmm. Damn, man. I, I just, I, I can't win. Yeah, I just wanted to fly cool planes, man. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to be Maverick, man. Uh, that, that's what I would so, have been doing. Mr. Maldonado, what? <laughs> I'm sure it will come as a shock to no one that I had actually never seen this movie. Um, Get the fuck it was, out. <laughs> it was one of those ones that, again, like when I was growing up, I mean, it came out in 86, so I was five when it came out. Um, and then, uh, you know, and only ever caught bits and pieces on... TNT and TBS, uh, but I did recently see the teaser trailer for the the, the sequel that's coming out next year, uh, which would be 2020, depending on when you're listening to this. <laughs> and um, it looked pretty fantastic, so I decided I, I should probably watch the original before we get there. It's a good classic movie. It is. So I will have a confession. I've watched this movie multiple times as oh a kid, God, but I tried to watch it this time, and, and I could not stay awake through it. <laughs> I don't know why it was, but that movie man, that movie punches you in the face with nineties. Like that movie's just like I'm so fucking nineties. You mean eighties? Eighties? Uh, that yeah, that is what I meant. 
No, because it was... 1986. 86. Was it 86? Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. damn, then yeah, I guess mid-80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but it was it was basically like, it smacks you in the face with a fucking decade. It's awesome. Yeah, 80s. <laughs> Wrong decade <laughs> for me, but yeah, yeah, whatever. I fucked up. So, uh, yeah, so for, honestly, for a movie about fighter pilots, it wasn't as exciting as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I, I don't know why. Um, it just, other than uh, Goose dying, there didn't really seem to be any real conflict until the very end, when they're like, oh yeah, by the way, we're going to war right now! And you're, I'm just like, okay. <laughs> like, it just it just was so, I don't know. You felt disconnected? I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't really care, and I don't know if that was just because I had seen too many clips and already knew the story, or if I was distracted or what. But I didn't hate it. I'll preface that. I did enjoy it. I just didn't really connect with it. Okay. So what what do you think that it was? Because, I mean, I kind of have a theory as to why when when this whole thing started. Like, when the first came out, it hit so hard and why I personally used to love it and why now watching it as an adult, I just kind of... Well, I imagine it's because there was nothing like it before. And because they used real, True. real navy aircraft. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh snap! So apparently the U.S. government but, helped finance this film. The U.S. government actually helped finance the film. Mm-hmm. Of course, man, they used that as a recruiting tactic. Like, can be. you imagine yeah. people going to high schools and like, yeah, have you seen Top no. Gun? Yeah, you want to be Maverick? Hey, fuck yeah, yeah, man! That's like the funny thing. enough. Another in. fact is that the Navy used the film yep. as a recruiting tool. The Navy and. Did? Yeah, and the Navy also set up recruitment booths outside of the theaters. See, <laughs> think about it. You come out of that movie, that movie and they makes you had feel the good. highest recruitment. Yep. Yeah, they had their highest recruitment ever after that movie. Yeah, no shit. Like, oh they, man. Of course they pay for it, man. Like, it, it makes sense. I like. Uh, I don't know. I mean, how, that's that's your perfect kind of marketing me off sense to know right that there. They use it as a recruitment tool. Holy crap! They build a Top Gun roller coaster. What? Where? Yeah, apparently, Top Gun became a ride at two amusement parks. So, as an action film, it makes sense for Top Gun to become a thrilling roller coaster ride. In 1993, Mason, Ohio's Kings Island Amusement Park was under the ownership of Paramount. So, they built the roller coaster, which was suspended. Huh. Was a suspended coaster that emulated an F 14 Tomcat. While people waited in line, Danger Zone piped through the PA system. <laughs> <laughs> That is awesome. That's another thing. Like, that movie and that song are just iconic. They go yep. together. You cannot think about yep. one without thinking about the yeah, other. That's... And there is no way in hell you can ever hear the song and not immediately think, think of several that. quotes from this yeah. freaking film. That and the um, the Berlin song, Take My Breath Away. Mm-hmm. That's oh, the other yeah. one. Take my breath away. You know what? Away. I actually heard that one without Top Gun at first, so I don't have that same, like, trigger. Oh, really? Part- yeah, with that particular one, I don't have that one, but... But there's no way you can escape Danger Zone. Oh, like, yeah. That yeah. one's the one that's Danger like, Zone is an automatic. Yeah, that one's automatic. I didn't really get that with that song. But I think, I think personally, since we were talking about how hard it hit and how they used it as a recruitment tool back then, with me, I think I'm kind of just fed up with all the talk of war and all the sort of yeah. like military influence that we have nowadays. So it didn't that's really, you know, I yeah, feel no, like that's I part it. of it. I can, I can completely see that. I, I also, um, 
I also still look at Tom Cruise and I kind of see him as a joke now versus how I did it back in the days. So I, I guess my, I don't know. And that's just my personal opinion. I'm not a fan of Tom Cruise. Why? I typically am not either. He's just not. <laughs> I knew I wasn't going to be a uh, No, no, one. no, I got it. He's, he's charming without sincerity. Yes. Like, he's charming, but I've never seen him be like, never seen him like be sincere about it. He never that feels like he's actually himself. There's no, like, I guess part of what makes him a good actor is that he never appears to be himself. He, and then even when he's just being interviewed, he seems like a character. And I keep thinking of yeah. that fucking interview, was it with Oprah? The one where he stood up on the fucking couch and started throwing shit? Yeah. Yeah, like, that guy's just a fucking character. Like, he's he's in that whole Scientology deal, and, like, he's, like, a big spokesman for it. And I just kind of feel like, fuck it, I don't give a shit if anybody gets offended. He's a fucking puppet for them, all right? And yeah. this whole... take that back. <laughs> really? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was about to be like, really? Because I'm still not going to take it back. But, you know, he now that you mention it, yeah, he never seems fucking sincere. He's just kind of going through the motions, I guess. Yeah, I don't, I've, I don't know. I've just never, so I've, I've never liked him either. High horse and, so. I guess. Yeah, I've never met him in person. But, yeah, he just, this is something about him I, I don't necessarily, like, I can't really get into anymore. You know... No, I understand. I I think part of it for me is also that he's kind of in my head overstayed his welcome. Sure. Like, I don't yeah. need fourteen more Mission Impossibles with Tom Cruise. I'd love a Mission Impossible. Give some, give it to somebody else. Like let somebody else do it for a little while. That would be interesting. I don't know. Too. Yeah, because I mean, even with Bond, you know what I mean. Like you have all these like James Bond films, but they change Bond every couple of years. With him, Mission Impossible, you're right. It's always been him. There hasn't been a single Mission Impossible without him. Now, granted, you have to give the man credit because he does the majority of his own stunts mm-hmm. in his films. So I'm not going to take away from that. He does do a lot of that. Like in that last movie when he broke his foot. Or in the last movie where he literally hung out on the outside of a plane mm-hmm. as the plane was taking off. Yeah, like yeah, you know that scene? It's a good... Yeah, You know that scene where he'd jump in the building? Yeah, he actually had his foot and he broke it. <clears throat> oh, geez. So like, you see, you you gotta give him credit for things of that nature, but there, yeah, I, I don't know. But yeah, back onto this film. So <laughs> I I've already mentioned why I, I didn't connect with it this time. Lindsay, you've already mentioned more or less how you felt about it being the first time that you've seen this. Ray, Cece, what about you guys? How did how did you feel technically rewatching this? Because I know both of you have seen this uh, prior and like. How do you feel in comparison to when you first watched it to like when you recently watched it? Um, I don't know. I think I'm trying to remember because if I'm if I'm not mistaken, I probably watched this when this originally came out. Came in out in '86. In '86, or as a six-year-old, probably. Fair enough. So, um, <laughs> six-year-old. As a six-year-old, I think I did. Because, well, by then, too, we we wouldn't have gone to the movies. It would have been at home. So I might have been eight. So probably two years after. It would take two years after a movie comes out. So I probably was eight. And this is something. So I'm going to confess something as to part of why I screwed up the whole thing about the year that it came out in. I watched this originally in Spanish in the 90s. Yeah. Makes sense. So that's the problem. I, I wasn't in the U.S. at the time when this came out. So I watched it late. Right. Let's see. Gotcha. Well, with my dad being military, we watched it. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. I forget. That. Well, yeah. 
Yeah. So we watched it. So yeah, I probably watched this on the TV at you know eight year, around eight years old or so like that. So. And, you know, for my dad, this was a big movie because, it, you know, so Tom Cruise was military and bullshit like that. So, it's one of those... If one more person talks shits about Tom Cruise, I'm going to lose You're my shit what? and walk out. Uh-huh. Do Tom it. Tom Cruise Do it. Do is it. lame. All right, carry on, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. So, now I remember watching this and enjoying this a little bit more. When yeah. I was a kid. <laughs> now I kind of watch it, and it's still it's still not a bad movie, but it's one of those movies that I feel like it doesn't hold up to. You know, we've it watched really some old we've watched some older <laughs> movies that have just held yeah. up, but this is not one of those. It's not, and you know when I realized it when he followed her into the bathroom. Yes. <laughs> I was like, she said no, motherfucker. <laughs> you don't follow her into the women's room to verbally accost her again. Yes. What the fuck is wrong with you? you and sure I think I was probably done after that. Yeah. I, I understand that they got together in the end and whatever. But, like, yeah. She said no. She was flirty, but she did say no. And she walked away to go sit with her friend. And then when she went to the bathroom, he followed her into the bathroom. I mean, Yeah. That's, that's how stalkers happen. That, yeah, so, that's, that's how but, the 80s and 90s work. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. So, and, but that's that's when I realized that this was not going to hold up quite the same. Yeah, so this is this is definitely one of those that did not hold did not hold to you know watching it again older and stuff like that. I enjoyed it, but it's not one of those that I'd go, "Ooh, let's watch this movie." This is definitely one of those that I'll, I'll probably mark off the rewatch movie list. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad well, I've seen it. I mean, I'm glad I, it's part of the lexicon. I'm glad that it, it did the, what it did in the history of film. But yeah, I, as far as holding up, I I, I personally don't. I there and honestly, I part of why I've kept falling asleep as much as you think is because of all of like the footage of the planes at first because they're not necessarily yeah. doing anything exciting. They're just kind of like general flybys. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like they're in some sort of dogfighter. They don't even look like that. Like. Like, they're going that fast. They're just kind of, like, leisurely going. Because you compare the flight scenes back then with flight scenes in movies nowadays, the camera is much faster, the tricks are much this, you have a lot more going on to give you a sense of urgency. This film did not have that. You know, at least not in we comparison to today's standards. I know, the technology is different and everything, but that's why it hit so hard back then. Like Lindsay said, they hadn't done something like that back then. It's been done to death now. To an extent. So it's one um, of those where, you know, what happened? I'm looking to see, because I'm pretty sure this has a cult. Uh, a cult following? That's why 20 some odd years later, they're making a new one. Yeah, and that's another reason why I saw this movie. I mean, besides the point that she picked it for the podcast. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah really, when you see it for the first time back in the days, you're like, oh, this is awesome. Now you see it again and you're like, eh. Which happens with a lot of movies, and my, at least to me, it happens with me. Like movies that I saw back in the day, I'm gonna think they're great, but I might not be able to watch them again because I might have a different view or perspective. Oh, yep. the thing I was looking up. Um, Val Kilmer didn't want to be in the movie. I know he was forced into it. Sure. Was he? Yeah, he was forced he was. into it by his contract. By uh, contract. By contract. Yeah. Yeah, he okay, didn't want to do it. Look more. Uh, he and Cruz didn't get us. along. <laughs> not surprised. 
So my thing was, we were talking about, you know, it wasn't very common. And um, now I grew up near a military base um, and the space shuttle program. So I, I was used to a lot of jets flying over. And I know CC probably had the same thing yep. living on base. Um, so for folks like us who had that normal in our lives, it's not really that common. But I was looking at when the Blue Angels started. Because I was thinking, you know, if this was the first time that a lot of people saw, you know, America's fighter planes on screen like that, um, that would definitely be a big deal. It looks like the Blue Angels started, not that they have really anything to do with what we saw. Yeah. Um, but they started in 1946 out of Jacksonville, surprisingly enough. Yeah. Um, but if that's, if the Blue Angels were only touring other bases you've got people all over the country who this would have been their first experience in seeing um you know seeing such action and seeing the planes and like flight and seeing what the how they're maneuvered and etc yeah exactly yeah no i mean i totally can see how this movie was still popular in the 80s and and early 90s because it was a pretty damn amazing film back then but now and i mean you gotta think after World War II, they stopped putting the um, all that military propaganda on on the beginnings of movies. I don't know if you guys know this type of movie history. When movies first started becoming a thing, um, they used to put newsreels at the front instead of trailers. They may have done a trailer or two, but newsreels from news from around the world and like the wars and stuff that America was involved in were the things that they actually had at the front before they did like their little commercials for the, their dancing concessions, whatever. Yeah. And I think that stopped somewhere after World War II. So if you think about it, prior, you would have had like this 30 or so year gap where all you ever saw of the U.S. fighter pilots was on the television news, and it's no longer on your big screens. So that's probably why this one was so... Plus, so I mean, impactful. so big... Plus, you know, you get these these cocky, good-looking, half-naked guys, and everybody's going to want to be them. Oh, or be uh, with yeah. Them. <laughs> huh? So. What happened? Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I definitely can see how this became a big thing. Plus, I mean, you had some of the, the biggest, you had at least two of the biggest names of the time, right? You had Val Kilmer and Tom Cruise, oh, yeah. who were at the height of their, their 80s stardom. So, those guys alone... Um, would have been a big draw. It's funny for me because Anthony Edwards, who played Goose, for me, he was always Dr. Green on ER. And then I saw him in Top Gun. I'm like, hey, it's Dr. Green. (laughs) That was my first thought. I was like, oh yeah, I totally forgot Dr. Green played in here. (laughs) And I had forgotten that Meg Ryan was in this movie altogether. Like I had zero, zero memory of that at all. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. It was surprising and... Again, I can't wait to, for Top Gun 2 and watch a 60, almost 60-year-old 60 man flying a fighter plane. <laughs> I, so I, I have a feeling he's going to be an instructor. You think so? I kind of hope so. Like, that's... Okay. <clears throat> My whole hope for him being in the second one, I, I really, really hope it's him passing the torch. But I did read an article that he's going to be flying his own plane. So I don't know if it's going to be kind of like they're going to set it up as like a cameo type of thing or like he comes into the rescue or, you know what I mean, or it is going to be just like this is how you do it. But I I, I don't want him to be the centerpiece. He is going to be the centerpiece. 
I mean, he. I think he will, but I honestly think it's going to be him bonding with some... Because the cast they've got, first of all, is ridiculous. So Tom Cruise is back. They've got Jennifer Connelly. Uh, Val Kilmer's coming back. And John Hamm, which, if you've seen the trailer, looks like he was born in that freaking outfit. Um, uh, so he'll be fantastic. Miles Teller, who was the kid in Whiplash. Um, and then... Um, the guy who plays Jason on The Good Place is in it, Ed Harris. Um, so my guess is that he's going to be the instructor and he's going to see himself in Miles Teller and something's going to, you know, they'll have a plot surrounding that where he's, you know, trying to keep Miles from accidentally killing whoever his mate, his uh, co-pilot is. Hmm. That's my guess. Oh, I don't know. All right, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to check that out. So, any parts that we didn't enjoy? Honestly, the love scene. I thought the love scene was fucking lame. I kept. Oh, it, what it is felt that? Drawn out too. It did. Like yeah. it went in, in on entirely too long. They pulled in entirely too close. Like. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't. It wasn't anything. It wasn't anything to write home about. I was kind of bored. I was just like, okay, let's get this over with. Can we move on to, like, the action? Where's everything? But Well, and I also just had a problem in general with the way they went about it. Because, like, they, um, they just, like, she barely, she barely talks to him. And then all of a sudden, they're madly in love with each other. And, like, there was no actual character development between the two of them it was just hey we're two attractive people who are attractive to each other and you know suddenly they're massively in love and whatever it just I don't know <laughs> it just it just seemed odd yeah I, I just felt like they needed if they were going to have that kind of um, emotional attachment I would have liked to have seen them actually have some emotion towards each other yeah, I always, I always felt that love scene was a little awkward. Well, it's very simple. The Navy wants to make sure that you understand that if you fly their planes, you get pussy. <laughs> Fair enough. That's why, again, the recruitment <clears throat> tool. Like, I'm just like, what? now that I know that piece is confirmed, because I always felt that, you know what, this would have made a great recruiting yeah. video. But now that I know that it was a legit thing that they did, like... Looking at it, it kind of now makes more sense, and I guess it kind of basically feels, yeah, like it's just one big propaganda film. Yep. Fuck. <laughs> I could see it. That's slightly depressing me now, to mm -hmm. be honest with you. I always seen that as this huge, like, you know, like, phenomenon film, and now I'm just like, motherfucker, it's a recruitment video. That's all it is. It's just a fancy recruitment video. So, if you're into um, learning about fighter pilots and um, or the Navy fighter pilots and just, you know, that sort of thing in general. Um, there's a really great book called The Right Stuff. Uh, it is by somebody whose name I've forgotten and I will look it up. Mm. Um, and it's basically about the birth of uh, Tom Wolfe. Um, the audiobook's really great. It's actually narrated by Dennis Quaid, who um, I believe was at one point married to Meg Ryan, which brings it all full circle. Somehow. <laughs> um, so the right stuff is essentially, it kind of follows the idea of what the right 
you know, there's that, sometimes there's just like this quality in someone where they just have the right, quote unquote, the right stuff to do a thing. Um, and it follows that quality specifically as it pertains to fighter pilots and astronauts and that whole thing. It's, it's a really great, great book, and I definitely encourage anyone it? who likes to read that sort of thing or likes Top Gun. Um, I'm pretty sure that anyone who's like a super fan of Top Gun has already read the right stuff anyway. Possibly. I'd imagine. At least all the ones that I know do have. <laughs> They're the ones that recommended the book to me. <laughs> oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't just typically go around reading books about fighter pilots. You don't? Not, no, not generally my genre. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Sometimes, but not often. Um, so, watching the love scene. Um, Back to the awkward love scene. Hold on. Because of this this reason right here. Um, Hot Shots. Have you ever seen that movie? Of course I've seen Hot Shots. Yeah. Love it. Hot, shot, hot um, Shots and Hot Shots Part do. <laughs> so, I haven't. But, um... What? Charlie... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, Charlie Sheen was actually up for this role, and he turned it down, only to go on later to, to do it in Hot Shots. Yes. <laughs> so I mean, I, every... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I kept thinking, when they were doing the little love scene, I kept thinking of the Hot Shots love scene that they were doing. Just like, that's almost so much better. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, no one wanted to do this role. Um, Tom Cruise didn't even want to do the role until they got him up in a plane. Really? Uh, yeah, but they, I mean, they looked at literally every 80s actor you could possibly think of. So, I'm uh, Robert Downey Jr., um, Matthew Modi, uh, Emilio Estevez, Charlie Sheen, like, you name the big 80s actors. male heartthrob actor, and they got... Uh, Rob Lowe, you know, everybody got thought about for this movie. Ooh, Rob Lowe would have been a good one. Yeah, he would. He's got, for whatever reason, the first thought I just had was he's got the jaw for it. I don't know why. Honestly, like, you've named all these names and all these names you mentioned. I'm like, yeah, I kind of feel like the movie would have been better with them. <laughs> I, I'm not even kidding. I, 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 I know probably, you're not. I think I hate Tom Cruise too much. I think, I'm, I think I have a biased opinion at the moment. So I apologize to anybody. Anybody listening to me, please take my opinion as a grain of sand. Uh, because apparently, I, I feel like I'm being extra mean toward Tom Cruise <laughs> for the sake of the fact that he's fucking Tom Cruise. And I just don't yeah. like what I've seen of him it's, of late. I understand. I understand. But yeah. But no. I want to put it out there make sure people understand. I, I have objectively realized that I have a bias against him. So <laughs> I, I may not be too fair to the film. <laughs> That's all right. Everybody's got it, everybody's got that one actor or actress they just can't stand. I have several. I mean, it's one of those. Like for example, like I've never liked Denzel Washington, but it's because he's not my taste. But I give him credit for being an amazing actor. You know what I mean? Right. Like I give him the credit he's deserved because he's really good, and I can value the fact that he's really good. He's just not my style of actor, but right. he's really good. With Tom Cruise, I'm just like, nah, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> just like fuck him. Fuck him in the ass, and quite honestly, he probably does. Like, oh, <laughs> what is it? Zenu, Zenu, whatever they're, they're, yeah, that's what happens. Oh, uh, you're trying to. Mentality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know how I went to that book convention? Yes. A couple months back. For our listeners who don't know, Lindsay went to a book convention once. Yes. Months ago. Uh, 
So every every year in New York City, there's something called BookCon, which is just amazing to me. I didn't. I'm a little upset that I just now went for the first time. <laughs> but um, so the dude who created Scientology is L. Ron Hubbard, and he wrote like a boatload of books. And what I didn't know going into this thing is that the Scientologists bust out all the books that he wrote and put. You know, they are there. They have a booth, and they are trying to recruit you. Um, and I didn't, I didn't know that. And like their booth was almost completely empty, except for like the one or two like young kids who don't really know any better yet. Oh god! <laughs> and like you'd see people like pulling them away, like no, 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 you don't want to go there. Come on, <laughs> come on, like go over here. It was really freaking entertaining to me. Were, were people getting their theodons uh, tested? Is it theodons? They were theodons. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Jesus. <laughs> oh, that's <Yeah>. crazy. <laughs> and people were like, I can't believe they still let them come here. And they're like, Well, they, I don't know. And it was just really, really entertaining to watch watch that all happen. I mean, you know, they're really, they're um, not just based out of California, their main place is over on, like, the west coast of Florida. I mean, I'm not surprised Florida has all sorts of bullshit things in it. <laughs> we have Florida Man, we might as well have a Scientology. <laughs> so. And this comes from people who are currently recording this episode in Florida. I know. We are aware that Florida is, is weird. We're very <laughs> aware that Florida is weird, and we kind of wear that proudly to an extent. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you know. Fuck it, we have Disney in my During the hurricane, you might as well just hold out a flag and scream at the hurricane, you know. (laughs) (laughs) That guy is from here in Jacksonville. I know, that's what makes it best. (laughs) So, all right, back to the movie. I found that their budget was $15 million, and in box office, they made $356.8 million. So... They definitely made it back, but I'm pretty sure it's because of all of the releases that they have done. Oh, man. Because it looks like it was re-released in 2013. You know what I'm most surprised? Like, <clears throat> Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I just realized that I interrupted you. Ray and I were having a, a, a powwow on the side. Gotcha. Go for it. Well, I'm just curious because it sounds like it did very well. It was a great recruitment tool. Why the fuck has it taken 33 years to get a new one? No. One of the questions I had when Lindsay was mentioning all the people that they've looked at, is it that they looked at playing or asked and they said, no, I don't want to do the part. So, (coughs) So I wonder if the script for this was just bad and they had a whole bunch of people turn it down and they just happened to have because they had such a hard time they're like fuck it we're not going to try this again or Mm -hmm. it could be like every other movie they don't want to remake it because or redo it because it was such a hit in the days they don't want to fuck it up so they kind of like held back they hesitated until now they're like Mm -hmm. you know what let's just do it because they're remaking yeah. everything, so might as well. Exactly, might as yeah. well. Well, it's not just that, but like every time that people would talk about a remake, people, you know, folks would start to flip out. And I think the people who like own the rights were like, it's gonna, it's gotta be the right thing at the right time. You know, right people, right script, uh, the ability to get the government to use, let us use their shit again. Like, they've got to be able to do all of that stuff to make it proper, because otherwise, it's not going to work. Um, I would argue that the original script wasn't all that great anyway, but other than some one-liners, it was just trash. But to have something so iconic remade, um, even though 
the most of us liked the 2018 Ghostbusters remake, the majority of the population hated it. Yep. And you, when you're going to touch something that old and that that sticks with so many people in their hearts, you've got to be real careful about mm-hmm. what you do, otherwise it's not going to go. Let's do Top Gun, but with all women. <laughs> Which that would fail so hard. I hate it to would say fail, it. I and really that hate to say it because realistically, I think Top Gun with female cast included, incorporated into it would be awesome. But that's well, the thing; it, it would become this whole like, oh, fucking feminist. Blah, blah, blah. Why is it gonna be all women? It's a movie about planes. It's gonna be shut the fuck up. Yeah, I mean, and for all we know, Jennifer Connelly is a fighter pilot in this next movie. I mean, we don't know because there's no plot details. Uh, she's gonna be the new. Level of his life. I really hope she's going to be the new awkward love scene. Yeah, this see, time for see, fifteen I, I would, minutes. I would be. I'd be. <laughs> I wouldn't be opposed to Tom Cruise being the um, the guy that um, th- that they switch roles. That she's the fire pilot and he's oh, the doctor. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be opposed to that. Like. She- why I think she I think that's why I think he's gonna be the instructor. And they don't he's a you know Yeah. Because isn't that um what he said he was gonna do at the end of the movie? Yeah. It he said he was, he was gonna, gonna train, yeah, he he was train to be him. instructor. Uh, I mean it would make sense. Uh, like I said and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna look for that article because it's one of those where I, I I looked up the Tom Cruise go to the military and literally I get Tom Cruise will fly his own aircraft for Top Gun. Yeah. And I'm just like, all right, well, I guess. <laughs> so here, I I'm mean, gonna, uh, it's, what's yeah. his name? Harrison Ford's a pilot. Why can't Tom Cruise be a pilot? They can be pilots. And again, it has nothing to do with necessarily being know. pilots. But I the know. reality is there isn't, an, uh, uh, there isn't a pilot out there pushing 60. That's true. Like, we're not going to war with fighter pilots pushing 60 right now, is flying front 60? lines. Yes, he's 57 years tired. old. Granted, he doesn't look like it because, again, the power of Zenu, but... Um, the power of Zenu? Zenu. No, no, Zenu. Oh. I think that's what they call the dude. I don't know. That's their god oh. or some shit. Um, but, yeah, he, he's 57 years old. So, it, it's just... It, I've... If Harrison... Like, put him in space and I, it's more believable to me. You know what I mean? Ooh. Like, Harrison Ford flying oh. the Millennium Falcon makes more sense in my head at his age... Than this motherfucker flying a fighter plane and a freaking F twenty two Raptor at his age, you know what I mean? Like it's just, I, well, I mean, it, there's a level of disbelief in yeah. science fiction that I will not get with this whole military feel, film because it's meant to it's meant to reflect real life. Well, I'm I'm kind of curious now to see what is the average age for a fighter pilot. Well, to Google. We haven't to Google in a while. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Because I mean, then the, I would imagine that 42. you know, eighteen to thirty-four. There we go. I must say, I would That's imagine close. maybe, maybe. It's close, yeah. He's only twenty-three 30. years away. He's only twenty-three years too old. <laughs> yeah, it looks like the average age for entering flight school is twenty-three, and most of them are in their twenties to thirty. 20 to 30s. And I mean, and that's, it goes back to, for example, the reason why I couldn't get into the flight program, I didn't have 20-20 vision. You get old, your vision goes. Like, to be a fighter pilot, you have to have that vision. Like, there's so many things in the air. Things are only this small. You have to be able to catch them because if not, that's your life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, 
again, 57 and he's going to fly. Like, okay, sure. All right. All right, Grandpa. No worries. I hope you don't break your hip when you land. And I get it. Tom Cruise does all the stunts and he's built better than other actors at his age. Sure. But there's still that whole level of like disbelief that I'm having. And don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm talking a lot of shit, but I'm still... Ray, put your headset back on. I'm talking a lot of shit, but let's face it, I'm probably going to go see it anyway, because I'm curious and I need to know how it's going to turn out. I need to be able to say the be- the old one was better, the new one is better. Jesus Christ. Cheese and, and rice? Yes. So. so. Right over there? Yeah. He doesn't like that I'm talking so much shit about Tom Cruise. No, I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> Everybody has their own opinions. I mean, it doesn't bother me. Fair enough. No, I mean, I'm. It's it's. I'm part of me is like I want to watch the 2020, but the other part of me is like, do I really want to see Tom Cruise? Because I've I've gone down the same path where I've just I I'm kind of over him. Like I'm I'm the same thing with Kristen Dunst or. Stewart? Kristen Stewart, yeah. With her, I just don't really want to see her anymore. That the the fact that there is no emotions in that woman's face. Oh, Kristen. Uh, for some reason, I thought of Kristen Durst. That's what I thought so too. Yeah. Okay. But no. that no okay, Stewart. Yeah. yeah okay. She she said she said that name first, and then, and then but she meant okay. Kristen Stewart. That's mm-hmm. why I said Stewart and then corrected because I figured that's where she was headed. But yeah. I can see that, and same thing. It's She's just... going to be a Charlie's Angel now. Yeah, I saw that. I'm not sure how I feel about that one either. I'm not either. I just i I like the idea, and honestly, with Elizabeth Banks at the helm, it probably won't be that bad. Um, but the trailer's just not grabbing me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it grabbed you, it'd be a little creepy. But then again, he does go into restrooms <laughs> and follows you, even though you say no. So, it would so, be in line with his usual self. It would. It would. Um, so, um, anybody have one thing that they just absolutely hated or loved? Tom Cruise. <laughs> and Danger right. Zone. Like, in, the, in that order. I hated Tom Cruise. I love Danger Zone. Excellent. So. Right. Mm, no. Can't think of anything, really. Oh, I also, also, was, I also, was I also love Goose. Movie. I also love what? Goose. Uh-huh. Goose. Goose? Yeah. yeah. He was awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Until he was cooked. <laughs> I mean, he was still awesome. <laughs> he yeah. was just well done. Um, I don't know. I'm just... Nothing in this movie grabs at me, so... Jeff. I, I well, don't know um, if I was just bored with it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. All right. Do we want to do ratings? Sure. Sure, we can try. All right, Ray. Uh, Ray, do you have a rating? Uh, four out of five dead pilots. Flints. <laughs> Chris. Um, I'm gonna give it three F-16s. Okay. Cece. I'm going to do. Three out of five. I have no ideas. Motorcycles. <laughs> there we go. Three out okay. of five motorcycles. It's the only thing I'm going to go with uh, three out of five flybys. Okay, so I will admit something now that I, I 
for some reason I forgot the motorcycles, but this movie is actually one of the movie, the first films I watched that made me want to get a motorcycle. So I will oh, give yeah? you credit for that. Oh fuck yeah! I still <laughs> to this to this day I still want a fucking motorcycle. Oh, so freaking shit! What was the name of that movie? <laughs> Tornado. Twister. Twister? Twister? No, no, Twister. Tornado? Was it Tornado? Doesn't want to make you get a motorcycle? I don't think I've seen Tornado. It's based on a motorcycle club. Is it? But it's so fake. Because they have, like, motorcycle fights. (laughs) You have to see it. (laughs) Do they have, like, like street... uh, They're singing and, like, snapping (laughs) their fingers as well? (laughs) Fucking West Side Story. Um... No, it, yeah, it made me, it did really want to make me get a motorcycle. And, and that was honestly part of the reason why I wanted to be a pilot. Because for a very long time, and if you kind of think on it, for some reason, Biker most boys. pilots have crotch rockets. Like every single motorcycle, like every single pilot movie that they have come out with, that pilot will at some point drive a motorcycle or a Jeep. Those are the two things that apparently pilots drive. So to me, it was always about, I need to get myself a fucking motorcycle, and I need to make myself a fighter pilot. And I tried, and I failed, and I still don't have a motorcycle. But I will have one by the time I die, even if I can't <laughs> ride it. I will go buy it with my dying breath, sign the paperwork, die, and then I can at least say I had a motorcycle. It's, tor- <laughs> it's called Torque. Torque? Okay. That, I, know, I know it was very winded, but yes, this... This was my initial love of motorcycles. I will. I remember that very clearly. You know what? I'm gonna pick Torque for my next movie. Do it. Just so you can see. <laughs> you like, what the fuck is this, Ray? What the fuck you make us watch? <laughs> it's been, we've said that. Well, we said that a couple months ago, but it had been a while. Yep. See, it was one of my movies. Yeah, it was one of your movies. <laughs> Which one? It, it usually is. It usually oh. is. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> so we will see. All right. All right. Well, on that note, um, thank you for listening to Control C's podcast re- movie review of Top Gun. Join us every Monday for new episodes and new movies. Thank you to our cast, Chris. Ladies. Right. <gasps> Bye. Cece. Catch you on the other side. <laughs> all right, and uh, you can catch. There we go. <laughs> uh, you can catch all of. Uh, um, you can find us on all podcast services everywhere, and um, pretty much any social media you could think of. Just type in Control Plus C, and we will be there. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.